come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing submission. Why should I? Job did it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio to start this brand new year, 2023. We are excited about what we're going to bring you this year, so let's get right down to it. We're going to talk about submission. You guys guessed it. The world and the biblical meaning of submission. The action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. And we can find this biblically in Romans 13, 1 through 2 and 6 and 7. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And to those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Number six, this is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servant who give you their full time to governing. Give to everyone to what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If you owe revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. This chapter starts with a bang. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. Imagine that. No one wants to submit to another. But it's clear from this verse in scripture that God has attended For us to adhere to the rules and regulations of the established authority that doesn't require us to compromise our walk with God. I want to say that again. That verse says that we should submit to governing authorities, to those who have rule over us, as long as it doesn't compromise our walk with God. This is further evident from verses 6 through 7. I want you to understand that. God wants us to focus our energy and time on the things that will further his kingdom, not rebelling against the people here on earth, because that is not furthering his kingdom. Here's the thing. How do we further God's kingdom? We do that by living an example in our everyday lives by submitting to these governing authorities. Let me say this so there is no confusion. Because we are Christians, we are not exempt from following the worldly laws and regulations that all people are governed by. I'm going to read verse 6 and 7 again for you. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servant who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Now, I know you kids know where respect and honor come from. That is one of the commandments. Honor thy mother and thy father. So you should give it to them. 
Here's my favorite thing about the Bible. It supports itself. You guys know that. I love this. Numbers 23 and 19 says this. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? I want you to hear that. God is not a man that he should lie. So if God says that we should subject ourselves to governing authorities, then God is not making this up. He will make good on what he has spoken. What does this mean? Verse 6 and 7 in Romans 13. What does this mean? It's easy. Submit with a smile, thus showing the love of God to those who have rule over you when it doesn't compromise God's mission for our lives. It's just that simple. My young loyal listeners, it is really that simple. This lets a dying world know that being a Christian has a real life-changing meaning and we aren't the violators of the law and rules. See, if we confess to be Christians, we should honor and follow those rules. People shouldn't look at us like, wow, this person say they're a love of God and God saved their soul and they're acting like that. They're they doing this and that ain't the rules and everything else. Let me say it again before moving on. Being a child of God does not elevate you above others. If anything, it enhances our obligation to make God look good and get the glory for us being Christians and how we conduct ourselves. Now, this is going to get a little more bumpier than before because this next verse is very powerful as well. Malachi 3, 8 through 9. And it says this, will a man rob God? So let me say it again. Will you and I rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, in what way have we robbed you, God? He says, in tithes and offering. Verse 9, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. God knows us better than we know ourselves. So he asks a rhetorical question that he knows the answer to. This is God's way of forcing us to do something or to do self-reflection. When you totally trust someone, submission is easy. God is standing by to see how much you trust him. We must always submit and trust God in every area of our lives. We don't have the luxury to tell God, I trust you here, but not over here in my life. Verse 9 in Malachi and verse 2 in Romans 13 speaks to the consequences of not submitting. Do you really want to challenge God? Do you really want to block your blessing? Because God said in verse 9, you are cursed. Why? Because you robbed me. That's what God said. In Romans 13, 2, he says, consequently, whoever rebels against my authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will be or will bring judgment on themselves. It's simple. Submit. Submit. So before we go to break, let's pray about this thing. But before I do that, I just, I just it is on me heavy, right? Will a man rob God? And what that means is God is asking us in Romans to submit to him. And will we rob God of our submission? Will we keep that from God? God wants your submission for what he's done for you. He sent his son to Calvary to die for you a sinner. So when God asks, will you rob God, will you rob God or will you give God what he wants? He wants your submission. Father God, we come to you right now, thanking you for all that you have done and all that you haven't done for us, for 
all that you have not done for us, oh God, because you know what we stand in need of before we even ask. We may ask for things that we shouldn't even have. Like right now, Lord God, we thank you and we ask that you forgive us for all of our sins, thought, deed, or action, Lord God, because you know every sin we've committed today, all the ones we committed yesterday. But you are so gracious and loving that your son went to the cross to take those sins away from us, O oh God, to that we may impute our sins on him, the only living sacrifice capable of doing that, O oh God. And Lord God, right now, I pray for my young, loyal listeners, Lord God. I ask that they will submit their ways and their will to you, Lord God, that they will submit their hearts and minds and their very living and their very being to you, O oh God, because you had your son sacrifice his life that we may live and live eternally. So we thank you for that, O oh God. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. We are back in the PNT Podcast Studio after that power-packed first session. That prayer, that prayer for our submission, our ability to submit to God. So let's look at some practical ways to submit to God's will for your life. Here are some vital steps to help you move into full submission to God. Number one, submit your heart. I'm also reminded by a scripture that says, where a man's heart, you will find his treasure. What that simply means is, whatever you love, that is where your heart is. Whether it's money, your clothes, your Xbox, your car, whatever it may be, that's where your heart is. The heart drives and pushes us to make decisions for our lives and those connected to us. This is critical in our submission. We truly need to submit our hearts to God for renewal. Allow God to change your heart. Psalm 101 and 4 says this, A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. God saying, if your heart ain't right and it's evil, he will know nothing about it. Number two, submit your selfish egos and motives. I don't think there's a tool big enough to measure our egos. We have them whether we want to admit it or not. We simply love to be seen and appreciated. Don't get me started on motives, or should I say ulterior motives. Because of our confession, we have an obligation to let our own motives and egos go in favor of God's. Our ego should be focused on bringing others to Christ, not pushing them away. Philippians 2, 5 and 8 says this, Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count himself equally with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Jesus didn't feel like coming down to earth from sitting on the throne with God was, was anything bad because he knew what he had to do. He submitted his life and will to his father. Number three, submit your soul. What defines you? What shapes your lifestyle? It's your soul. Your soul is directly linked to your identity and uniqueness from others. God requires us to purify our souls, not save it. That's Jesus' job, and he's already accomplished that. We have to consciously take steps to make living for God our new lifestyle. 1 Peter 1, and 23 says this, Having purified your souls by your obedience, submission, to the truth for a sincere brotherly love. Love one another earnestly from a pure heart, heart renewal, since you have been born again, 
not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding in the word of God. This is good stuff. This is really good stuff. And number four, submit your mind. We commonly hear this cliche. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. Our beliefs, our mindsets, and our creativity comes from our mind. Another cliche. An idle mind is the devil's workspace. He overwhelms us with thoughts of arrogance. It's all about me. Temptation, lies, hatred. You get the gist. This is not a list you want to become familiar with. If the devil can control your mind, you will struggle to submit to God. We need to submit our minds to God's word and the Holy Spirit before we can become his disciple. You have to give these things over to God. Romans 8, 6 through 7. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were over here chatting about how some of the youth spent their Christmas and New Year. One of the teens asked their friend about resolutions. I interjected because, you know, that's what I do. And I reminded them not to put a lot of pressure on themselves if they decide to make resolutions. I wanted them to ponder that if they make a resolution or resolutions and they don't happen by the end of the year, then what? Will they become depressed? Will they think they are a failure? Will they not believe in themselves? That's a whole lot of pressure to put on yourself when all you have to do is do your very best. I told them the best resolution anyone can make is to change their mindset from negative to positive and good things will happen. I told them that moving forward with a new mindset is the same as the gear shift in a car. Yep, and they are looking at me like you were looking at me just now, confused. So I said in a car you have different modes to move. Park, reverse, neutral, and drive. Now let's look at how these modes can change your mindset. When you park. When a car is in park, it can't move. When you are stuck in the past and keep reliving your mistakes, you can't move. Forgive yourself. Stop living in the past and move forward. Reverse. When a car is in reverse, it moves backwards. When you keep going back to that same thing you need to stay away from or continue to hang around those same people that keep making you take two steps back, you're moving backwards. It's a new year. Shake off those habits. Let go of those friendships and move forward. Neutral. When a car is in neutral, it can move both forward and backward. When we allow people to change our character, our personality, to become the person they want us to be, we are moving in two directions. We know what is right, but we want to fit in. We know we shouldn't, but we do it anyway. Unstable. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 4, verse 27, do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. When you know you are doing wrong, stop, repent, ask for forgiveness so you can move forward, being stable. And lastly, drive. When a car is in drive, you are moving. You are going places. So for 2023, navigate your life into positivity. Change your stinking thinking and watch God move. Drive to those places in your mind, make changes, and get back on the road. 
Travel to those places in your mind that brings peace and calmness, that place of renewing, and get back on the road. Happy New Year, everyone. In summary, the importance of knowing submission to God is the beginning of your true transformation. I will close with two quotes in a Bible verse. Submit to God and you will have peace. Then things will go well for you. Job twenty two twenty one. Let God have your life. He can do more with it than you can. The way of the cross. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennett's. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.